Here is the closing Schwab market update for Tuesday, June 27th. A stronger-than-expected consumer confidence report Tuesday renewed investors' optimism in the U.S. economy and helped inspire a broad rally in stocks, with resurgent big tech companies pulling the S&P 500 and NASDAQ composite back from the two-week lows hit just a day before. Earlier Tuesday, the conference board reported that its consumer confidence index rose to 109.7 in June from 102.5 in May, surpassing the 103.8 reading economists polled by Briefing.com had expected and marking the highest level since January of 2022. Separate reports showed durable goods orders in May also came in above expectations, while sales of new homes surged in May and home prices ticked higher, according to the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller National Home Price Index. These unexpectedly sanguine snapshots of the economy were a boon to small-cap stocks and transportation, sectors considered to be sensitive to the economic cycle. The small-cap-focused Russell 2000 was up 1.6%, while the Dow Jones Transportation Average rose nearly 2.8% to a four-month high. Even with today's bounce, though, the market is still relying pretty heavily on a relative handful of big-cap stocks, says Kevin Gordon, senior investment strategist at Schwab. Even though there were some signs of a good rotation in June, with small caps, cyclicals, and the average stock advancing, Much of that has been reversed of late, he says. If investors are unwilling to leave the names that have been holding up the rally this year, that might keep the headline indexes afloat, but it will also keep risks elevated if there isn't a continued broadening out down the cap spectrum. The reason we need to heavily scrutinize breadth statistics is because we are eight months off of a major market low. At this point in prior bull markets, banks, cyclicals, and small caps have typically been in much better positions than they are today, he says. If this is a new bull market, it continues to look like the weakest start in history. Here is where the major benchmarks ended. The S&P 500 index was up 49.59 points, or 1.2%, at 4,378.41. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 212.03 points, or 0.6%, at 33,926.74. And the NASDAQ Composite was up 219.80 points, or 1.7%, at 13,555.67. The 10-year Treasury yield was up about 5 basis points, at 3.766%. And SIBO's Volatility Index was 0.5 points higher at 13.75. Technology stocks led sector gainers, with the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index rising nearly 4%. Consumer discretionary and retail shares were also higher. Energy shares lagged as crude oil futures dropped more than 2%. As far as stocks on the move, Delta Airlines forecast full-year earnings of $6 per share at the high end of a range it offered this spring and said it had been helped by strong demand and customers opting for more expensive fare classes. Shares of the airline rose nearly 7%. Kellogg shares were upgraded to buy from neutral by Goldman Sachs, which said the company's share price didn't reflect its growth potential. Kellogg shares ended about 1.7% higher. Lordstown Motors' bankruptcy filing triggered a more than 17% drop in the electric truck maker's share price. 
Meta Platform shares were reiterated as a buy by Citi. Shares of the Facebook parent rose more than 3%. Nike shares had their outperform reiterated by Oppenheimer ahead of the apparel company's earnings later this week. Nike shares rose 1.7%. Roblox shares had their buy rating reiterated by Bank of America. Roblox shares rose 6.7%. Sia shares were upgraded to outperform from inline by Evercore ISI. Shares of the shipping company rose 6.3%. And Walgreens Boots Alliance reported quarterly profits that missed expectations and lowered its full-year earnings guidance. Shares of the pharmacy chain fell 9.3%. Among other companies, Micron Technology was due to report results after Wednesday's close, and General Mills is scheduled to report Wednesday. The Consumer Confidence, Durable Goods, and Housing Reports released Tuesday appeared to undercut long-standing notions that the U.S. is heading toward recession, or at least a severe one. A recession doesn't need to be catastrophic, Kevin says. In the current environment, bulls and bears tend to go to extremes when arguing for an In the current environment, bulls and bears tend to go to extremes when arguing for or against a recession. The reality is we can have a mild pullback that doesn't feel epic, but could still meet the National Bureau of Economic Research's formal definition of recession. The Consumer Confidence Report reflected improved current conditions and a pop in expectations, Dana Peterson, chief economist at the conference board, said in a statement. Nonetheless, the expectations gauge continued to signal consumers anticipating a recession at some point over the next 6 to 12 months. The board's expectations index has been below 80, a level associated with expectations of a recession within the next year, nearly every month since February of 2022. That said, June's reading was just a shade below 80 and up sharply from last month's print, the board said in a report. Additionally, the board's present situation index, which is based on consumers' assessment of current business and labor market conditions, rose to 155.3 from 148.9 in May. Also Tuesday, the Census Bureau reported new orders for durable goods rose 1.7% in May, besting April's revised 1.2% increase. Shipments of manufactured goods rose 1.7% after falling 0.6% in April. The market still sees strong odds the Federal Reserve will increase its benchmark lending rate again in July, which would mark the 11th such increase since March of 2022. Late Monday, the market assessed a roughly 77% probability of another quarter-point hike at the Fed's July 25th and 26th meeting, Little changed from a week ago, according to the CME FedWatch tool.